Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the spirit. I'm coming to you live from the, the campsite here in Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, I've been stuck here for a number of days, but I've not been stuck here. It's just been the plan of the Father. Uh, we had uh, some transmission issues with the truck that had to be checked out and diagnosed. And uh, anyway, the truck is back. I just got it back a minute ago, and everything is going good. Uh, so we're ready to get back on the road. Um, so anyway, exciting what the father has done here you know being stranded and and just the whole change and you know this this journey from worthless to priceless this time in the USA going out on the streets and ministering and looking for opportunities to share the gospel of Yeshua is really powerful it's amazing and just how contagious it is for others and I've had conversations with people and they've you know they've said how do I join with you and be part of what's going on and also it's encouraging them to increase their witness um, just with spending time with me and, and doing some witnessing the things that we're doing it's firing them up and I really believe that even as we do these short broadcasts of encouragement of what is happening on the streets as we're traveling you know may you be encouraged to uh, to go and be everything that the Father has called you to be. So right now I can't see any of the feeds um, in the tent here, so uh, I don't know who's tuning in or, or any comments that's going on, but I'm just going to share my heart and a few scriptures. I want to give you some updates. We've had incredible encounters since our last um, uh, short broadcast. Um, just amazing. With not having a truck, I've been doing some Uber trips uh, to get into places to go and minister on the streets. I've had incredible opportunities to share the gospel of the kingdom and just minister to people, give people links. And there's such a hunger for truth. And uh, one of the gentlemen that picked me up on the Uber, he said a scripture, you know, I thought was, was really good about how God knows every hair on our head. And it comes from Luke chapter 12. And, you know, it caused me to do some study on Luke 12 today and you know he shared uh, in the car yesterday that you know he'd walked away from his faith he didn't know about his faith he, he didn't understand about you know if Adam and Eve sinned why didn't God just kill him and just create uh, a new creation so we didn't have all of this um, destruction you know with the destruction of the whole world apart from uh, obviously Noah and his family you know if they just created a new man and a new woman we would have missed all of that so I was able to explain to him why Elohim couldn't just destroy Adam and Eve and start again that there was a reason because of the authority because of the office that was given to man given to Adam and Eve the father had to bring forth a plan of restoration so anyway those things were exciting but you know the father knows all the hairs on our head as we're ministering to the homeless it's always good to uh, to meet with people we meet with you know many homeless and people on the streets and and sometimes you can have conversations with them other times it's very difficult uh, if they're under the influence of alcohol or drugs it's very difficult to you know have a, a normal conversation and I'm always seeking for opportunities to those that uh, that are in the right minds that we can speak to and minister to. And there was one gentleman yesterday who I'm going to be meeting with today. His name is Billy, and I want you to keep him in prayer. You know, he's been on the streets for two years, and I just walked up and started to talk to him. And, you know, sometimes not having a vehicle is good. We're just walking down the, the streets. You don't see many people walking, do you, down the streets here in America, apart from in the car parks of the malls and the... 
<laughs> shopping centers and things like that. So I'm just walking down the street and there he is at one of these traffic lights and uh, got his homeless sign up and you know he's trying to raise enough money and get some food just to survive that day. And I started to ask him about his story and he started to open up to me and I said when did you last eat and he hadn't eaten for a long time and you know I was able to go and, and get him some food and we sat and we talked and you know I said I, I really want to know what what's keeping you on the streets why you know why two years he said he'd been on the streets why two years what's the what's stopping you from getting your life back on track and he started to share with me and when he was sharing, he was starting to break down and he said, you know, I've been on the streets two years and he said, you're the first person that's come up to me that's actually asking me questions, that's actually concerned about my well-being. He said, people might give me a couple of dollars, you know, they might give me, you know, someone gave him uh, some grapes as we were uh, standing talking, uh, a bottle of water and uh, these types of things. He said, but he said, my wallet was stolen, my ID was stolen, I didn't have a copy of my ID, so I wasn't able to go to a shelter and stay in a shelter because you've got to have your ID, copies of your ID and proof of who you are before you can uh, stay in a shelter. So he said the shelter uh, were able to help me with the connection of what to do but he said I couldn't afford the $90 uh, to uh, have a, a copy uh, or, or a new issue of uh, my ID, my photograph ID. So I said listen, you know let's work together and let's make that happen because with that and having the proper identification then he can also seek work he can't seek work he can't get any help from government offices from any homeless shelters because he's not meeting the criteria and um, you know it's very humbling and I mean you see what people are going through and what they're facing and just the despair in their eyes and in their faces and different people I, I spoke with yesterday there was one lady I was speaking to and she said you know just hearing about what you're doing how you're communicating and ministering to the broken-hearted ministering to people who have no hope she said it's inspiring me to do more it's inspiring me to think more and that's why I wanted to, to, to share this you know just that encounter with Billy no one has stopped and asked me why. No one has stopped and paid attention to me. It's like they'll throw things out their car window, but you're the first person that stopped and actually cares and is looking to help me. And I, I called up the shelter with them and a, a few other phone calls to, to verify that they were in connection with them and why they couldn't help them and what things needed to be done uh, for him to get to the next step. And you know, we need to go and take the hand of the poor and help them. There's some you can't help, you know, uh, but there are those that have just given up. And he was in that place where he's just given up. Um, why even seek to get, uh, you know, my identity restored? Why seek to get my, a copy of my social and my ID card? Just give up, you know, just this is it. This is your life on the streets, living in a makeshift tent in the woods. And, you know, we have the authority of the Spirit and the love of God in us to go and to minister to the brokenhearted. And I just want to encourage you to, uh, you know, 
to take time. You know, we, we've talked about this many times on our broadcast. When we go out, are we going out with our eyes open? Are we looking, Father, where's the needs that we need to meet? What should we do? Um, you know, how can we minister to the brokenhearted? What steps can we take? Um, you know, we see in Matthew chapter 5, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 20, it says, And he lifted up his eyes on the disciples, and he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of Elohim. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you when you weep now, for you shall laugh. And I love that scripture where it says, Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be, you shall be satisfied. And, and as I share the gospel, even with Christians and denominational Christians and people who attend churches here in the Bible Belt area of Tennessee, the, the, the hunger that they have to know more, to know the truth. And the gentleman who was asking about the hair on his heads and had given up on his Christian walk for a number of years because he just couldn't understand, you know, why would God cause so much destruction? And, you know, should I serve this type of God? What type of God am I serving? And, you know, this is why when we bring forth the truth, it sets the captives free. It says the knowing of the truth will set you free. And those words of hope, those layers of hope that we're doing, those encounters that we are having with people, man, I see the uh, uh, for believers... I see an alignment taking place in the spirit for the gospel of the kingdom, but I'm also seeing a desire. Well, you know, you come into my country, and this is what you're doing and how you're ministering to the brokenhearted. And here I am, I live in this country, what am I doing for the brokenhearted? And, you know, we've just got to look around us and say, how can we reach out and uh, play our part in bringing the love of Yeshua to this generation? So, as I was meditating on Luke chapter 12, I just want to read a few verses verses in here, um, you know, because, you know, many of you know, you know, if you've been following our, our feeds for a while, I, I came into America with $50 in my pocket. I didn't even know where I was going to stay. And the Father has provided every step of the way, even here on this campsite, the conversations, the connections, the, the, the time spent with others sharing. You know, one of the, uh, one of the uh, couples on the site here came up and uh, they blessed the ministry with with a, a check uh, towards the work and the things that we're doing. They were so blessed and encouraged. And, you know, what's it going to take to make a difference? So we can go and we can leave without a purse and without any money because we have the word of Yehovah. We have the, the richness of the kingdom of Yehovah. And, you know, when it said go without money, go without an extra tunic, what's it talking about? The wealth that is within you will bring forth the provision that you need to minister. It will bring forth everything that you need. And one of the reasons why we have a, a large trailer that we're taking around with us is so that we can gather supplies and give out supplies as we go, that we can have what we need to, to do outreaches within uh, uh, within parks and different places that we uh, go to so that you know we can have that equipment but more than anything it's always having a supply of those cans of food and non-perishables and waters and things that make a difference to those who do not have because everywhere we go we are going to see need you will always have the poor with you but uh, you know 
we're called by the Spirit to reach out and minister to the needs of others. So I wanted to read in uh, Luke chapter 12. Please excuse all the traffic and stuff behind from the road behind, but um, hopefully the noise cancellation on this mic will work out. <laughs> For all of you who came on when I went live earlier on the cell phone, all of a sudden the gardeners came and started doing some digging and, and planting, so it wasn't even possible to do that feed. But I know this is the time. Maybe you're tuning in right now. This is the time. This is a word that you need to hear. Uh, you know, that we need to align ourselves. What are we doing for the kingdom? Our desire as bulldozer faith is to be a mission agency and this is our launch pad as a mission agency. I believe the Father will will flood us with resources so that we can train and we can send people on mission, that we can equip people on mission. Let's be a center that's so contagious that people have the life of Yahovah. They grow in Yahovah. They're discipled in the presence of God and then they're able to go in the name of Yahovah to be sent. And uh, you know, that's something we see in the book of Romans that's important in chapter 10 the importance how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news we have to be sent so what's the word of Yeshua what is Yeshua saying to you is he speaking to you about being a witness being a testimony because this is not just something for an evangelist to do many people are like okay just fund the evangelist let them go witness let me tell you something the call of, of an evangelist is to train people in evangelism and that's what I do as an evangelist. Yes, I can go out, minister on the streets, and yes, I do that. And I'll step out and uh, and do that. I'll preach in parks and, and and just you know minister healing in parks wherever we go. And got signs up with scriptures here and just talking to people as they pass. I'll do that. But it's more. It's also very important that we teach others how to be a witness. And how do we do that? We do it by leading by example, and that's what's important. So anyway. We're going to read from verse 13 of Luke 12. Some, uh, someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Again, you know, what's, what is all the troubles that we have in the world? It's all over finances, money, security. Uh, you know, are we positioned right? You know, Haley and I and, and Hannah, you know, we've lived that faith walk for an entire marriage. You know, sometimes we are secure, sometimes it's blessed, sometimes it's really hard and it's really difficult. I know how to praise when we have. I know how to give thanks when we have. I also know how to rejoice when we don't have because I recognize that that our source comes from Yehovah. It's not about what we do, it's about who He is in us. So, the, this gentleman saying, Teacher, you know, tell my brother to divide my inheritance with me. You know, I want to have my share. And this is what he says, Yeshua replied, Man, who appointed me judge or an arbitrator between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told him this parable, the ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. He's speaking to himself. You know, sometimes you see people walking around. You don't know if they're speaking to themselves or they've got their earbuds in, you know. But he's having this conversation with, my, with himself. What shall I do? And maybe you're in that place. 
and you're looking at the growth, the blessings of what's going on within your life. What shall you do? And maybe maybe take a lesson from what is delivered here and how Yeshua responds. What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But Elohim said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded of you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich towards Elohim. Yeah, powerful passage, powerful passage. You know, we don't know how many days we have. You know, if we're just thinking about what we need for our own uh, provision, we can miss it. What happens if your life is taken this day? We want to store up treasures in heaven. Of course, we see that back in Matthew, uh, you know, where we see ask, seek, and knock, and don't worry about your life, what you will do, what you will wear. You know, and this is the... The, the other section, you know, that's from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, and here we see Luke's encounter of that. Then Yeshua said to the disciples, verse 22, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more important than food, and the body more important than clothes. Consider how the ravens have no storeroom or barns, yet Elohim feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than the birds who... Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how Elohim clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you have need of them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. And I love that verse where he says, do not fear little flock. What's he saying? God is so big. God is so big that even in the midst of the things that you are doing, He is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing that He cannot do. You know that song that the, the young people sing? My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. Be not afraid, little flock. Flock, He's saying, I care about you. Why? Because I'm pleased to give you the kingdom. Then he says this, and of course, everyone, you know, likes to have the whole counsel of the word, but sell your possessions. You know, how many people do we know that have sold properties and said, you know what, I'm selling this property and I'm giving all the resources into the kingdom. I know people who've done that, who've sold property, who've sold assets that they have to give to the kingdom. He says here, Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out. 
a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In verse 35 it says, Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. And I want to pause there. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be uh, also. You know, we're living in a time where the pandemic and people are losing so much. The stock markets are crashing. People's insurance funds are, are reducing. There's just so much stress around. Uh, I spoke with a lady yesterday who was talking about how in her hospital, she was a nurse, she was told if you didn't get the vaccine, she was going to lose her job. And her and her husband prayed about it and said, you know, it was more important for them to walk in health, in obedience to God, than it was to have the vaccine. And uh, she went into her place of work and said, you know, she's not going to have the vaccine. If that means I lose my job, that's fine. I've served you for 30 years, 35 years, but I'm willing to lose my job. There was another thousand people in that hospital who were also in the same position. And, you know, it, it meant they had to bring change. Well, okay, so we can't make this mandate because we won't have any staff. Who is going to look after the people? So what do we learn on this concerning inheritance? We learn, don't get involved in the quarrels amongst man about inheritance, but let's be filled with the richness of Elohim's word. Let's bring forth the blessing of what it truly means to be filled with the word of Yehovah so we can speak forth his truth. In Proverbs chapter nine, verse, uh, 29, verse 7, it said, A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. Why, why does a wicked man not know? He doesn't care about the needs of the poor. And part of being a believer is to minister to the brokenhearted, is to minister to the poor. So, you know, I've been really impacted in uh, uh, these last, especially the, these last couple of days. Man, I tell you something, it's just, I can't tell you how special it has been to minister to the broken and the things that I have witnessed and been able to pray with people and just bring forth the love of Yeshua to the brokenhearted. Man, it, it feels so refreshing to watch what the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit does, how he ministers. And then also to see in the eyes of the believers, to those who are saved, they, they have salvation, as we start to bring forth the truth from the roots of the faith, from a Hebraic understanding. I, I watched them hunger. I watched them first. I, I watched them go, man, I need this. I knew there was something. I knew there was something extra. I've got to have this. I, I need the Word. And if you're tuning in right now and you're watching and you feel that hunger and you, you're sensing right now by the Spirit, that passion that what can I do to make a difference? You know, just by stepping out, you're spreading the fragrance and knowledge of Yehovah. As I step out here, you know, it doesn't matter who I'm coming in contact with. I know I'm contagious in the spirit for outreach. I know I'm contagious for people to desire more of God, the riches of, of Yehovah. And I want to encourage you, take a moment right now here today and say, Father, I want to seek you. 
I want to be more effective in my outreach. I want to be more effective in how I use my resources for the kingdom. Where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. You know, where where is our heart? Where is our treasure? Are we truly those that are seeking to make a difference? And, you know, I want to encourage you. Stand with Bulldozer Faith in this huge transition. You know, we're stepping out. We're saying enough's enough. Let's go into a whole new level and let's bring the the gospel of the kingdom to this broken world and what we are sowing into here on this trip i believe it's going to give uh, fruit that will last for years i know we're going to establish a center to be effective for training and equipping you know we need a center and a base in the u.s as well you know we we live in israel we operate in israel but we we're recognizing it's costing too much money to have our infrastructure in israel we need it to be in the u.s where it's cheaper where our finances can be better spent so that we can uh, have more volunteers working with us we can uh, equip and train more people and send people out into this land here in the, in the u.s but also in to the nations if you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry and you've got testimony you want to share with us for our upcoming newsletters please email me kenny at bulldozer faith if you want to support this trip if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and say, you know what, let's get behind the funding of this trip for all the things that we are doing, all the places that we are going. It costs a lot of money being on the road and the Father is providing. But if you want to play a part uh, of the lives that we are interacting with every single day, you can go on to bulldozerfaith.com and you can support um, uh, the ministry there. And we appreciate all those who do support the ministry, all those that give on a, on a regular basis and for those who do one-time donations. Thank you for standing with us. And I look forward to sharing with you more testimonies on what the Father does. And of course, look, I haven't gone into all the things there. Uh, I've got Esther telling me to uh, do a, a more of a journal on the, on the things that's going on because there's so many testimonies. There is so much. And some things are very personal to people. And I can't share on the camera uh, some of the things I've heard and what's been said. And I'm not going to share it on the camera, you know, because, you know... I, I'm not I'm not recording as I'm ministering to people. Why am I doing that? Because I care about their privacy. I care about who they are. I'm not on a marketing mission. We're ministering to the brokenhearted. We're ministering to the poor. So I'm just going to give testimony as we go through this journey, as we go on this uh, uh, drive to the places that the Father sends us in the U.S. And I'll just give testimony of what's what's taking place. And praise Yahovah that you are a part. You're, you're joining with me in making a difference in the lives of so many. I want to thank you for watching. Until next time, shalom, shalom.